Welcome to Level Bit 18. I'm Emily Reese. We have some fantastic interviews in the works for Level with a handful of different people, and I'm really excited for those to happen, uh, including one with Justin E. Bell. He's the in-house composer at Obsidian and just finished up doing the music for The Outer Worlds, not to be confused with Outer Wilds, which not only changes a letter, but it also drops the article the from the title, just to make things less confusing between the two, I suppose. Both games came out last year. Both are fantastic for very different reasons, uh, but both also have truly incredible music and both scores. Well worth your listening time, I recommend them both. But back to Justin E. Bell, the composer for The Outer Worlds. I just wrapped up playing that game a few days ago. I thought it was fun. I It scratched my Firefly, Mass Effect, Bioshock, Fallout itch. <laughs> and I look forward to having another playthrough down the road. I really loved the score to this game. When I think about sci-fi games and other media in sci-fi, I was reminded, personally speaking, of uh, a style of like Jerry Goldsmith's Star Trek film scores, but also Greg Edmondson's music for the TV series Firefly, which is what you're hearing right now under me talking. Uh, but it has more electronic elements, of course, Justin's score does. I mean, this is uh, for sure a hybrid score, and it's great. Uh, but we're going to talk about one track, and it's not going to be the main theme, as fabulous as the main theme is. I mean, who doesn't want more bass flute or whatever that is at the beginning? I was definitely a person who would turn that on and walk away just to hear the music ring through the house a few times. And we'll talk about that tune in a future interview. But I want to talk to you today about a track called Edgewater. First of all, I have to apologize to the people of Edgewater. I'm not going to say anything more spoiler free. That's how I'm going to remain. But I'm sorry, Edgewater. You happen to have really great music in your town. And the part in this track called Edgewater that I'm going to focus on is the second half of it. I think Justin put probably both town themes into one track for the sake of the soundtrack. Uh, So I'm talking about the second half of this Edgewater theme. So in this bit, it's a bit that's basically just piano and upright bass and some reverb uh, and obviously other things. Uh, But it's really great, and I'm going to divide it into parts for you. This is going to get kind of (laughs) nerdy. And so this is how my brain divides this piece out. I think of it in two big parts, so we'll say A and B. And A and B both have smaller sections to them. So I'll talk you through A and A prime, and then B and B prime. If you're unfamiliar with how those terms are used, A prime will be a slightly varied version of A. Same for B prime, slightly varied version of B. So here's part A. And here's A prime, which adds, uh, which is nearly the same, but adds an octave and some other instruments, including one that plays some chords underneath. 
part B is badass because part B is a varied inversion of the melody in A. So if you follow the contour of the lines, what you heard in part A was a descending melody. In part B, it's ascending. So here's part B. prime just like a prime basically adds an octave to the melody along with those double stopped chords there are obviously other things added here i'm just giving you the biggies So anyway, that's kind of fun how he basically flips it upside down. Uh, it's just fun to hear that. The other cool thing is that there are pretty much four chords in this whole tune. Um, and so the other thing I really want to point out is just the, the beauty that's in the simplicity of this little tiny uh, piece of music. Um, four chords in the whole tune and one of the cool things about that is that all of them are major except for the home key which is d minor and i think that's one of the things that makes this little tune sound kind of sad because every time we come back to home base we're in a sad minor key instead of hanging out in the happy major keys which is where we are every other time just my personal thoughts um but i'm going to take you through those chords uh so get ready to go into the weeds so as I said, we're in D minor, and in the beginning, we go back and forth between a minor one and a major four. Add 13 if you want to be super nerdy about it. Uh, so we go minor one to major four. So that's D minor to G major to D minor to G major. In what's called natural minor, the sixth note or degree of the scale is flat. So in D minor, that note is a B flat. That means if you build a chord or a triad off of the fourth note in the D minor scale, so G, you would get a G minor chord, G, B flat, D. But this melody uses a major sixth, not a flattened sixth. So that sixth note then in D minor becomes B natural, not B flat, which means that G minor chord that was G B flat D is now a major chord, G B natural D. And hey, that sixth scale degree, we've talked about this one before more than once because uh, basically he's using the Dorian mode here, a scale, um, D minor scale that has a flat, three, like a minor scale does. All minor scales have a flat third. And then it uh, has, instead of a flat six, it has a, a major six, uh, along with a minor seven. 
Justin then, by using that Dorian mode or scale, he can go from D minor to G major, not D minor to G minor, as you would hear in so-called natural minor harmony. So as you're hearing there, he's going from uh, minor one, which is D minor, to major four, which is G major. And now when we get into uh, the A prime section, instead of starting in D minor, we're going to start on the major six chord, which is, I can see how this stuff can get so confusing. But in any event, (laughs) the major six chord in D minor is a B flat major triad or chord. So, in a major six, you're building a chord off of the sixth scale degree. And in D natural minor, that sixth note, D, E, F, G, A, B flat, uh, is B flat. Unlike in D Dorian, which has a B natural, it would go D, E, F, G, A, B natural. Uh, so in this section, in this B section, you hear Justin swap between the two. I'm sure that's not how he thought of it when he was writing it, but that's how I'm picking it apart, and it's fun to me, so there. Uh, you hear him swap between the two, and it's fun to me because those two changing chords are quite affected by whether a composer is using natural minor or Dorian to write their music because he's using chords that use that sixth scale degree. So it matters whether he's using natural minor minor or Dorian, and to swap between the two by going from a major six chord to a major four chord. A major six can only exist in a natural minor setting of some sort uh, where there's a flat six, and a major four chord can uh, only exist in a few situations, one of which is Dorian mode. So he's using the major six, indigenous to natural minor, swapping right away to G major, which is indigenous to D Dorian. And it's just a fun swap. Hope I said all that right. (laughs) It's in my head right, I'll tell you that. Oh boy, I wish I could play the whole track for you. That would be really cool. Um, But that's totally against copyright. So I will just encourage you to go listen to it. It's called Edgewater and it's from the soundtrack to The Outer Worlds by Justin E. Bell. I know for a fact it's on Spotify and I also know for a fact it's on YouTube. Uh, But in any event, I hope that made some sense. It's a really great little melody. There's just so much going on and so much to talk to and such a short piece of music, and I love that. And so I thank Justin E. Bell tremendously for that contribution to the world of music, and I look forward to speaking to him soon, hopefully. And Happy New Year to everyone. We look forward to a great 2020 with you.